You're listening to the Your Next Best Step podcast, episode number 27. And today we are talking all about hiring for value and not necessarily for skill. I'll explain, hold tight, and let's get started. Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Well, hello there, my friends. I'm so excited to have you back here for another episode of the podcast. And I love, love, love doing this podcast. I love chatting with you all. I love sharing, you know, my own insights. Um, I do have some guest speakers um, lined up. We're just working out some schedules, so stay tuned for that. That should be awesome. Um, some clients of mine, actually. It would be really, really super cool. And some other surprise guests, so definitely stay tuned. But I love um, the feedback that I'm getting from people, um, you know, telling me that it's, that the, um, that they love listening to the podcast. They love, you know, my references, how I'm having coffee with you. Um, as if you're sitting here talking with me and um, how they've been able to really take the things that I've talked about on the podcast and apply it to real life situations in their business to help them, you know, deal with difficult team members, to move their vision forward, to, you know, get out of a rut, you know, and anything and everything in between. So that makes me like super, super happy. Um, I mean, this podcast is built on 20 plus years. I'm dating myself. Um, 20 plus years experience working with and for entrepreneurs, um, and really finding my own way, carving my own path. Um, my sister and my brother both had straight paths. You know, they decided what they wanted to do. My brother's an engineer. My sister, as I say, is a psychiatrist. And they both, you know, said, this is what we want to do. This is what we're going to school for. They had it all planned out and away they went. And my path was much more curvy. And I have curves. Um, much more curvy than that. Um, from, you know, fashion design to fashion merchandising to getting married super early to majoring and the first time, um, majoring in human resources, majoring in wanting to go to law school, getting divorced, you know, and just kind of everywhere in between, you know, going from marketing to um, operations, back to marketing to, <laughs> so I, you know, this podcast is definitely a compilation of all of my, um, like I said, 20 plus years experience. Actually, it's probably more close to 25. So, um, so anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about today's topic, which is something that um, I do have a, a story about this, um, but it's all about, you know, this whole philosophy and it is a newer philosophy that people are talking about. And when I hear it, when I hear it and um, it reminds me of the FedEx commercial, um, I think it was a FedEx commercial or something with FedEx um, a little while ago. It was probably like a good, I don't know, it might have been like 10 years. And it was, 
someone who had just come into a company and um, they were, they had gotten an, they had an MBA and they needed to learn how to ship something. And um, they were like, oh, well, I don't know how to do that, but I have an MBA, you know, type thing. <laughs> and it just, I don't know, whenever I hear this topic about hiring for value and not skill, it just reminded me of that. Um, because I do hear a lot, and I'm not saying I have a college degree. I'm not saying a college degree is, you know, some people say, oh, you don't need it. You know, and I'm not saying that at all. Um, I mean, like, like I said, I have a college degree, but there are people that I run into a lot that are like, oh, well, she, you know, I want her to, you know, do X, Y, Z because she has a degree in marketing or I want them to do X, Y, Z because, um, they have a degree in communications or um they're a trained chef you know and it's like okay (laughs) do not make a decision solely based on that I promise you so anyway (laughs) so yes today's topic hiring for value and not skill and this came up um in a conversation I was having with a client of mine someone who was on the leadership team and they are in the restaurant industry and they had been struggling hiring people. Um, They kept hiring people, um, you know, and and saying that everybody that they were bringing in was not working out, that they would either, you know, say that they were coming in and they would skip a shift or they would come in and then they would go out and be using their phone, they would go outside and use their phone on their shift, and they just kept hiring people that weren't necessarily or really not really totally not the right fit for the position that they were looking for. You know, whether it was a server or a cook or a, um, a friend of the house manager, bartender, you know, and they just kept running into these issues. And I said to this person, I said, well, what do you do in the interview process? Like, what are the questions that you ask? And one of the first questions, obviously it's in the restaurant industry, one of the first questions is, have you ever worked in the restaurant industry? And if the answer is no, they kind of start to say, all right, well, I'm not going to consider this person because they don't have restaurant experience. They don't have restaurant skills. And I said to them, I said, well, is that the only determining factor? And he said, they said, well, you know, when we're interviewing, we want to make sure that we get people who have restaurant experience. And I was like, Okay. And then he said, well, and then we have other questions that we ask and everything, but, you know, we want to make sure that they have, that they've worked in the restaurant industry because there's certain skills that you acquire and, you know, we want to, you know, be sure that we are choosing the right people. And I was kind of like, hmm, maybe you need to switch that up a bit. (laughs) So we ended up having this giant conversation and this conversation actually can apply absolutely anywhere. Um, Because I do, you know, when I work with business owners and they are struggling to find the right team members um, and the right people to put on their team. This happened way back when I was in corporate. You know, you want somebody in the accounting department and you're saying they need to have accounting skills. And the thing is, is that that is not necessarily the case. Just like with the restaurant industry, just because a person hasn't worked in the restaurant industry and doesn't have waitressing experience or waitressing skills, 
doesn't mean you should completely discount them. And it's because of this. When you are hiring, if you're hiring just for skill, because here's the thing, you can teach skill to anybody. You can teach those hardcore skills. You can teach people accounting. You can teach people, like I can teach people marketing. You know, back in the day, I hired people who had zero marketing experience and they ended up being the best ever. And it's because of this. You can always teach the skills. You can't teach values. You can't teach culture, but you can teach skills. And that is the key to this whole thing. Just like my client, they were looking for these concrete skills for someone to have. But what was what the people that kept showing up didn't have the value and the and the and the the core values and the um, the work ethic that they were looking for, which is a huge part of the culture in this business. And a lot of people do this. You know, it's just like, oh, well, I want so and so to handle the marketing in my business because they have a degree in marketing. Doesn't necessarily matter. Because again, you can teach in today's day and age, you can teach skills to anybody. But if they don't have, if, if their value, their values that they have and their work ethic and those soft skills, if they don't match, what you're looking for, the, the, the concrete skills aren't going to matter, right? So in that example of my client, there were three things that I said to him that I wanted him to do. So the first one was, is first of all, let's go back to, and I would say this that I tell any business owner this, go back to what are the core values of the business? What are the core values of the business and of you as the business owner? Okay, what is important to the business? Is it, you know, um, is it knowledge? Is it integrity? Is it consistency? Is it creativity? Is it having fun? I mean, what does that look like? Okay. The second thing is, what is the vision that you have for the business and for the team. What are your strengths that you have and maybe what the the current team has? So you're matching up, you're looking at, okay, what are the core values? What does the business stand for? Okay. And what is your vision for the business and for this particular position? Okay. What are you looking to accomplish? What is your what is your goal? Okay. And what is your vision? What are you looking for out of this? What do you what do you what is your goal? Okay, for what you're creating? Because if you don't know what your goal is for what you're creating, well, forget it. Like if if you don't have something that you're you're looking for, like a GPS, well, then we need to start someplace else. So first thing is is determine what your core values are. And in the example of my client, I had him go back to what are the core values of the business, okay? What is the vision of the business? What are you trying to create here? What are you trying to build here? What What is the experience that you've already built and what do you wanna to do to move it forward and the future of this? What is your goal, okay? And then what are the current strengths of the team? 
that each person brings, all right? Because then the third thing that you want to do is determine what strengths are you looking for for that person to have? Like what kind of person are you looking? Do you need somebody who's a self-starter? Do you need somebody who's super detail-oriented? Do you need somebody who... Um, uh, somebody who is like a super visionary, like super creative? Do you need somebody who, um, you know, is a, is a go-getter and can figure anything out? Like, what is it? Do you need somebody who's kind of like, likes to like tinker with stuff and, and, you know, can fix things? You know, it's what are those values that you're looking for? What are those soft skills that you're looking for, not the hard skills of this person knows how to bake or this person knows how to cook or this person has a degree in marketing. Not that, the soft skills, okay? Are they a go-getter? Are they a self-starter? Are they goal-oriented? Are they detail-oriented? Are they task-oriented? Like, what does that look like, okay? Because from there, that's gonna help you when you're talking to people in an interview even if they, in the in the restaurant industry, if you're hiring a waitress, just because they've never waitressed before doesn't mean that they could be the most amazing waitress with no waitressing experience. They could be the most amazing because if you know you need a go-getter, you need somebody who can manage multiple things, is, you know, can handle stuff under stress, you know, is like loves working in a fast-paced environment. Like when you think of all of those things, you know, and you know that's what you're looking for, the person doesn't need to have, you know, have worked in the restaurant industry before. And they could, you know, be somebody who worked, they were a teacher, I don't know, or they were, you know, whatever. They worked, they were, um, they worked in a, maybe they worked in construction, I don't know. Maybe they worked in in manufacturing and they wanted to switch switch jobs or get a separate job, get a second job, you know? So it's more looking for those soft skills and how those soft skills fit into the vision and mission of the business and the core values of what the business stands for, okay? So some of the things, I, you know, one of the things that you can do and um, you can actually run people through some different um, um, personality tests or tests to really figure out the soft skills that a particular person has. It's not, um, these things that I'm going to mention here are not, they shouldn't be used as, you know, this is like going to determine their employment or not. They should more be used as to what, again, what types of soft skills a person has and how you can use that, like how they fit into the role um, and the vision that you have for the role of this particular position. So one of the main ones, and I'm going to give you four that I've used, um, I've taken myself and, you know, I really like them a lot. There's tons and tons and tons out there. Um, But these are the four that I've actually, you know, used myself, have taken myself. And I like, you know, how, and I've used them to um, work with people and to also, you know, put right people in the right roles. Because if you have a team member that's in a wrong role, like if it's not fitting their strengths, they're going to be miserable and they're not going to, you know, perform at their, at their highest. So these four different ones are really, really good to, to help you to determine 
those soft skills that a person has and then also help them help to determine you know what those soft skills are that they have the values all right and how you can fit that into your vision for that particular role that you're looking to fill so the first one is how to fascinate by sally hogshead she's the one that um was the creator of it and this is a newer one that i've been introduced to but it really it really helps to kind of pull out like what is important to somebody and what their strengths are um you know from a from a personality standpoint and how they will you know fit together um in different roles and different things that they would be working on um so if somebody is like like for me I'm a catalyst um on the fascinate on the um fascinate uh program and you know I have um, passion and innovation and um, create or out of the box thinking creativity so you look at somebody like that and you know somebody like me I am not detail oriented I can be but that's not one of my like big giant strengths so like I wouldn't want to be working on spreadsheets all day basically okay so you can look at it from that perspective and see like what really lights someone up, what really brings them alive and match it with what you're looking for in these different roles in your business. The second one is the strengths finder. Same kind of thing to really pull out, okay, what are this, what is this person's strengths? What are they like super good at? And what are you good at? And what is the rest of the team good at? And how does that fit in the role that you're looking to fill, okay? The third one is one that we used to use all the time when I was in corporate. I know a lot of people use it, which is the DISC profile. So um, the D stands for, it's an acronym. So the D stands for the dominant. I is inspirational, I think. Um, S is steadiness, like how like things don't really throw them off. And then C is conscientious. So that's the detail, um, the detail person. So on the DISC profile, I am high D, but super high I, so I am a people person, okay? Um, I do have a strong personality, but I am a like off the charts I, so I am a super duper people person. I'm an empath um, and love people. And then my S kind of comes down and matches probably at the level of my D, maybe a little bit lower. So my steadiness, like my husband is high S, like he is so even keeled and he is like the buffer for like everybody. So for me, my S goes down and my C, my detail orientatedness um, is kind of super low. So which used to drive my boss nuts, um, my old boss, because his C was like way off the charts, like up in outer space off the charts. So I was completely opposite. <laughs> so again, for someone like me who has super high I, you know, high D, super high I, like I wouldn't want to be stuck in an office all day working on spreadsheets and not interacting, you know, with customers or, you know, whatever. So, um, so that's the DISC profile. And then the fourth one is Myers-Briggs. And this is something I was actually introduced to uh, two years ago from one of my mentors. Um, same kind of thing. It really digs into do you are you more of a thinker or are you more of a feeler okay do you 
um, think things, like are you a, a super thinker, like a scientist, or are you more of a feeler where you go with your gut? Um, are you more, again, more detailed, or are you um, somebody who is definitely more out of the box thinking creative, okay? Are you an introvert? Do you draw your energy off of being around tons of people, or do you need that alone time? Okay, to reflect and kind of come back to centered. Um, so, four different types of um, programs that you can get and use in your company to really figure out those those soft skills of a person and how they would relate to the position that you are looking to fill. Again, there are many many other things that we take into account um, when you are hiring people, but the biggest thing is you know, when you're looking for someone and you're, you're interviewing them, not solely going on skill because skill you can always teach, especially if you have someone who is a self-starter, who loves to figure stuff out, who is, you know, who, um, loves to handle multiple projects, you know, you like somebody like that, I mean, you can pretty much teach them anything. So, looking at those things and seeing if how they're, what's important to them also aligns with what's important to the business and what those core values are in the business. And using some of these tests, I mean, when we used to use the DISC profile um, in our business, we used to, it was a really great management tool and we always, we did it um, before the person was hired, like when we were in the interview process and it was somebody that we wanted to bring back and have them meet with upper level management, um, we would have them take the DISC profile and kind of just take a look at it to see, okay, this is the role that we were looking for them for. And this is how we think, you know, um, like things that we think would be really, really good, but also from a management perspective, these are things that we might have to work on with them. Okay, so it's a really good management tool, especially, you know, you hire the person, they come on and then, you know, it's, it helps them, the more you understand it as a manager, as a leader in the business, you can also help them to overcome and work on the things that they need to work on, but to also overcome things to help them rise to their highest potential. Um, so going back to my, um, my story about my client, what we did is we actually went back and and detailed this out and said, okay, you are not just hiring just any old servers in this business because you've created this amazing, unique experience. So you definitely want someone who really wants to learn, not just about the food on the menu, but about the experience, about the culture, about the background of the business, why it was started, and then understand what goes into each dish and why things are the way that they are. So we went through and again, re-detailed out like the values and got really super clear on the values of the business and the purpose of the business and what the goal was for these this particular role and kind of what, you know, what type of person were we looking for? Um, you know, what soft skills did we need that person to have? You know, if someone doesn't, um, is like super introverted and would rather 
work on spreadsheets all day. I mean, obviously they would not be happy in a waitressing role um, or as we like to call it, a customer um, customer experience manager or whatever we called it, um, role where they are with the public all the time and handling multiple things and thinking on their feet constantly. You know, we, if they were interviewing somebody who was much more geared towards detail oriented project task stuff you know and really like heavy duty numbers and whatever you know we put like we potentially would move them into a different role so so anyway we went back and we redefined what the goal was what the core values were and you know yeah what skills they would need and and what you could teach to them and it's so funny because all of a sudden the right people started showing up in their interviews and they ended up hiring because they switched their perspective and the lens that they were looking at and opened it up to a wider, you know, a wider variety of, you know, um, soft skills, but also some hard skills, some soft skills, and were able to find some pretty amazing people to work in the business that didn't necessarily have serving experience, but now they're amazing servers. So if you can look at it more from what is the goal that you're looking to achieve by filling a particular role and how that relates to the ultimate vision of the business, but then also the core values of the business and the core values that you want your employees to have so that everything is in alignment and everything can just be in totally in the flow. And you can create a better experience for the employees, for the customers, for the community, for everybody that really, really stands apart. So hopefully this helped you. Um, it is a topic I love talking about and all these, you know, seeing how different personalities fit together and how you can you know, look at people and what their strengths are and the things that they're passionate about and really help them to rise to their highest level, their absolute highest level, their absolute highest selves um, within the role that they have in your organization and your business. So anyway, I hope this helped you. And until next time, um, I uh, look forward to talking to you next week and beyond. And I hope you are doing well and amazing and I will talk to you soon.